Did you know that it's possible to raise your littles to want to listen to you without the use of consequences, rewards, and bribes? Hi, I'm Kaylee Zeyer, and this is the Chaos to Connected podcast, where we discuss simple yet effective parenting strategies to manage those pesky behaviors we go to bed at night hoping will be gone tomorrow. We're going to stand up to societal norms of disconnection, shaming, and punishments so we can take a deeper look into our child's heart. It's there you'll find connection, and there where you'll find more peace, obedience, respect, and joy. So what are you waiting for? We know those behaviors aren't going to go away on their own. Let's dive in. Hey, and welcome back. If you are listening to this in real time, I hope you've had a great weekend and enjoy the holiday. Today, I want to talk about traveling with kids because... We just actually got back from a vacation where we drove. It was a 12 to 13 hour drive without stops. Um, And it just really had me thinking a lot of the time during the drive, but also when we were actually on vacation about a lot of things that I didn't know before I really dove in and got educated on some behavioral things and more in-depth about what is actually going on, which is not something that was as thoroughly covered in my OT education. And I really wanted to share that with you because I know everybody travels in some capacity, whether you're just traveling (laughs) to work and your kids or dropping them off at school or daycare or whatever it might be, um, or a weekend away, or um, these principles can be applied to anything. Um, but especially if you're traveling with kids and I just wanted to give you some, a few, like three things that you can be thinking about as you are preparing for vacation or traveling and actually while you're on vacation or traveling. And the first thing is that it's really important to plan for downtime. And that might seem really simplistic, But we, you know, on vacation, if you're like my family, we want to go and see everything because who knows if we will be back to this place or when we will, if we ever come back. And so we're trying to make the most of our time and really see all the sights and take in everything. But it's so important for our children and for us that we give them the space to rest because all of these new experiences, while they're great for kids, they also can cause some stress or more behaviors, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Um, But they can get overstimulated a lot easier than we can. Everything's new and exciting and they don't necessarily understand things like we do, depending on the age of your kids. And just doing all the things can really cause a lot of impact on their brain requiring rest. And that doesn't have to be sleeping, but I would just encourage you to plan in downtime. So whether that is maybe you're going to a bunch of attractions one day and then the next day is a slower day where you can just maybe be exploring outside or taking it really slow and not rushing out the door and rushing to the next place or making time between activities for resting, um, taking a nap, whatever it might look like, sitting outside and reading some books, driving in the car between, like, um, if you know, if you have to go to different attractions that are further apart, maybe you make that drive in between 
around a nap time so your children can get a little bit of rest versus when maybe they wouldn't sleep and then they're awake during that travel time and then they're also in the middle of all these different activities when they normally might be resting. And just remembering to think about the necessity of rest for our brains, but this is also a huge impact on our children's behavior, which impacts us greatly, as you know. So planning for some downtime, whatever that might look like for you, and you might have to play around with it a little bit depending on the ages of your kids and how many you have. But as you're, even as you're planning for a trip, thinking about how can we schedule out activities so there's a little bit more room for rest. Or maybe that looks like, you know, right away in the morning you're going out and doing some activities and then you're coming back to your, you know, where you're staying and having lunch and a little bit of rest and then just kind of hanging out around your place or swimming or, you know, whatever that looks like for where you are. But just thinking about a plan ahead of time, and it can be a loose plan. We don't plan on our vacations. We literally get there. We sit down each night and we figure out what we're going to do the next day, which makes it really easy to plan for rest if that's your thing. But I know some people are really like everything is planned beforehand and sometimes trips that you go on have to be for tickets and that sort of thing. But just really thinking about that downtime because it's important for your kids. And if you want to have a smoother, less chaotic, more connected vacation or travel, they need rest planned in. Number two is to expect behaviors. And this might seem silly, but expect more behaviors than you would being at home. And that is because of a thing called a spoiled outing. So this is also where I was talking about some of these things can pertain to anything. So this spoiled outing concept can pertain to any type of like a birthday party you went to or I've heard a lot of people say like, oh, I planned this great day and things that my child loves and they just had this huge meltdown. And that is because of this concept called spoiled outing. And that is your child does really enjoy and love the thing that you had planned for them or the activity. The thing is, is that their brains can only take in so much of an experience. And our bodies have been created so amazingly that when our brain gets filled up, our body knows it needs to expel and create more room for something because they want to keep taking in this good experience that you have provided for them. They need to create room. And so what comes out? The negative things. We're expelling all the negative so we can keep taking in some of the good stuff. And that's where you'll see the behaviors come out, the I hate this activity or you don't know anything about me or whatever it might be that they're saying. And you're like, what are you talking about? This is your favorite thing. Yes, but they're creating space so they can hold all these amazing memories you're creating for them. So expect that. When your child is having a meltdown, expect it. Because when you go in expecting it and if it doesn't happen, no no problem. But if you go in expecting behaviors, and there are behaviors, you're going to be able to manage your own self-control much better than if you go in expecting, oh, they're just going to love vacation and they're going to love this activity. No. Unfortunately, that's just not how it works. And you've probably learned that by now if you have kids that are older than one. (laughs) 
Um, and the, the other thing with expecting behaviors is to have a perspective shift. So I can remember a lot of times during this vacation when there would be, you know, tantrums happening. And I just sat and thought in my mind, okay, I could get really frustrated by this because we have paid for a vacation. We have done all these fun things, you know, all this whole list of things that could create frustration in me. But instead, I pulled back a second and I realized they're having so much fun. They're tired. We have been really busy all day. They haven't rested as much as normal. Everything is new. Maybe they haven't, you know, eaten as well-rounded as we normally do. There's lots of stimulation from the people and the places and the new experience and the noise and all the things that they can touch and see and do and all that stuff that there is overwhelm happening and they just need to get that out. And when I can come with that perspective shift, when you can come with that perspective shift and understand your child just has a lot bottled up. There's so much going on. It, it needs to come out. And you can, it makes it much easier for you to just allow it, listen through it, and then you can move on. The third thing is to really key into what your triggers are which will help to increase your awareness when they start to pop up. So first of all, be proactive. If you know that you are really triggered when you haven't had enough sleep or you haven't eaten enough or, you know, enough like protein or, or whatever, enough well-rounded, well-rounded meals and you're, you know, tend to skip some or you're really busy and you don't get enough to eat, remember that and really pay attention to that when you're on vacation. And that might seem like, oh yeah, I'll do that. But really, it's so important, especially when you're on vacation, you are likely going to come into contact with more behaviors and more things that can pull you in and trigger you. Because a lot of times our perspective on vacation is, oh, we're on vacation. But if you've ever seen that meme, that's like, it's not really vacation when you're with your kids. It's more of like, being a mom when you're in a different location. And that's true. It's not necessarily a vacation for us, but it is providing these amazing experiences for our kids. And so we just need to come to terms with that. Like this isn't probably going to be super relaxing unless you're going with family or friends and they're taking, helping, you know, take care of your kids in some of the moments. This is going to be the same as when you're at home, just in a different location. And so really paying attention to your you know, the needs you have that can relate to triggers. So if, you know, you know, you don't want to be staying up super late on vacation because you don't get to sleep in, <laughs> like you might have gotten to sleep in, you know, when it was just you and your husband or something. If, again, with the food or whatever it might be, really being proactive with those things. And then also thinking about what behaviors tend to trigger you. And then keying into that and creating those perspective shifts during those moments so that you're not losing your self-control because then it just becomes this big chaotic mess and our children need us to be in self-control so that they can learn self-control as well. So if that is something you're like, I have no idea, one, how to identify my triggers, how to manage them, I am creating a course for you that is going to go in-depth into every single thing that I did to help shift me from becoming completely overwhelmed 
wanting to yell, wanting to like, like punch the pillow because I didn't know what to do. I was so frustrated to understanding what behavior is, to understanding my own triggers, and to really get past them. So I am going to put a link in the show notes for a wait list if you are like, yes, I need help with my triggers, which is the number one thing whenever I share a poll in my stories on Instagram about what is more difficult for you managing your own triggers or your child's behavior, 99% of the time, everybody votes managing my own triggers. And so I am going to dive into all the things that I did, the specific things that I think you need. And there's one in particular that I don't think many people talk about and is not well known, but it was a huge game changer for me. So I am going, I'm working on that right now. And if you want to secure a spot, because I am planning to limit the spots go into the show notes, fill out your name and your email so that I can send you an email once it is done. And then if you decide you want to do it at that point, you can sign up. If not, it's not going to you know, hold you to anything. But I'm going to put the link in the show notes for that in case um, that's something that you're really struggling with. So let's recap quickly. When you are traveling with kids, whether it's a vacation or you're traveling for something for family or whatever it might be, number one, plan for downtime. Number two, expect the behaviors and create perspective shifts in your mind in the midst of the behaviors to really understand what's going on with your kids or to think back about what might be the cause of the behaviors. And number three, key into your own triggers and learn to manage them. I hope this was helpful. If you need some more help with any type of behavior you're struggling with, please reach out to me and I would love to help empower you and help you to gain confidence in managing those behaviors without all of the disconnection that our society promotes. Have a great day. Real quick before you go, if you felt encouraged and inspired by listening to this show, I'd love for you to leave a rating or review over at Apple Podcasts so we can spread the word to help other mamas feel less alone and find beauty in the behaviors. You can also take a screenshot of this episode, share it over on your Instagram stories, and tag me, at Kaylee Josiah, and we'll all do a little happy dance together. I love nothing more than to cheer you on along this journey. This work is so hard, but don't forget, God has not only called you to it, but he has equipped you for it. Now go get connected. I'll see you next week.